It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. And with me in the KFG studios, as always, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. In your 30s, what should your biggest financial priorities be? And how have cultural changes made this decade even more important on the path towards financial freedom? We're going to be discussing that and more on this week's episode of The Wise Money Show. That's right. We've got questions from fans of the show. We're hoping hoping to get them, get to them. If you have questions or needs, we can help in any way. I know it's volatile and turbulent. It's a VUCA world, folks, and needing financial guidance right now with things moving so quickly uh, is extremely important. We're here to help if, you, if you'd like. So reach out. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can follow us there and get connected with us there as well. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Search The Wise Money Show. Okay, guys, just real quick, set all the noise aside. In your 30s, what's your biggest priority when you're in your 30s? I don't even know if I remember my 30s. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. I think when you turn 40, your hard drive just gets completely wiped clean, and you don't remember. Well, there's, there might be something to that. I also <laughs> think, though, at least for me, I feel that, Josh, and it's because my 30s, the priorities were so raising babies, yeah, like raising mm-hmm. young yeah. kids. Keep these children alive somehow. And you know, since remember when we thought that was hard? <laughs> 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 and now as the kids get older, you realize really like hard stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Kevin, what would you say? Yeah, that is, it, it, it's interesting because uh, in my 30s, it was a time of learning and um, especially with the children, because we had our kids in our 30s. We have three children. And um, you have the first child and you think, oh, my, this is uh, so much work. I can't believe how hard this is and difficult and all these things. And you're adjusting and you're and you're really learning. You're be- beginning to learn um, uh, the, the sacrifice required um, for someone in this world other than just you. Um, you, you, you become much less selfish, which is positive, I think, and, and, and was welcomed. But then it, it's kind of like going from, from college to work in college. I remember thinking, oh, this is so stressful. This is so hard and everything else. And then you go to work and you're like, oh my, give me college. right? And then, and then we, you go from one child to two children and you say, and you think one child, like, how could it ever be harder than this? And then you have your second child and you think. Oh, this was a cakewalk. <laughs> or you, or your child, you know, your your child is basically for the first six to nine months is just a little football that you tuck under your arm and carry wherever you go. And you're like, man, this is so hard. And then they start crawling, and you're like, oh my <laughs> word, put the cats away, put you know, put put everything away that this child can grab with their hand and put in their mouth. Here's the here's the thing. It's right. So we're continuing our series. We're getting close to wrapping it up. Best, most important financial advice you need to hear by decade. We're hitting your 30s. I don't care if you're in your 30s or in your 20s, or if you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s. This this episode, this content's for you. I, I feel like the 30s are the new 20s. And you know that's sort of a buzz word right now, whatever the phrase. Um, but listen, a lot of people in their 30s, they're just starting to settle down in a career. 
Okay. And they're, they're maybe just starting to settle down saying, I need to look for a spouse, maybe, or I need to get serious about relationships. Maybe we'll start a family in our 30s. Most, you know, at least for our generation, that sort of happened in your 20s. And so your 30s was about, you know, raising and, and ha you already have that foundation. So you're raising kids. But listen, I'm not poking anyone in the eye because the generation before us, they did that in their teens. They did that in their late teens. By 18, mm -hmm. you were married and mm -hmm. you were having kids at 18, 19, 20, right? Sure. And so um, so anyway, when you're setting that foundation, whether it's in your 30s or your 20s, we're hitting your 20s next week, it, it, what's the most important financial advice you need to hear? And when you look at the six areas of financial planning, your present financial position really is that stability, that foundation. That's mm -hmm. the first area of your financial life. So guys, it's the most important financial advice you need to hear in your 30s related to present financial position. Well, and I, I think maybe we're drawing from our own experience and and our observations from clients as well. But many people, as we were kind of joking, the 30s are that, it, it's that decade where you're figuring out this family thing, whatever family's gonna look like for you. If it involves adding children or adding a spouse or anything like that, you, you go f into a world where now all of a sudden it's not just you who's dependent upon the financial decisions being right. You know, the stakes are higher because there's maybe more mouths to feed, there's more people who would be affected if you made a mistake or missed an opportunity, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so a lot of people, they, I don't know, they, they maybe get even more serious as they enter into their 30s because they realize, man, it's important for me to have that financial stability in my life. Maybe some some debt that you've been carrying around, all of a sudden it's like, man, I, I need to get rid of this. It, it represents risk in my life or a payment that it just doesn't feel like it fits anymore. And so a, a lot of times that, as you said, your present financial position or the foundation that you're building upon gets really important. Hopefully you did a lot of that early work in your 20s, but if not, then in your 30s, now's the time to, to really focus on that. It feels like your present financial position might be one of the most important, if not the most important area of your financial life in your 30s. And I, I'd tell you two different things. Um, one, that emergency fund is is essential. Yep. Hard, it's going to be harder to build right now. Why? Because gas costs more, bread costs more. Uh, and so we've played this crazy experiment over the past few years as an economy and we're starting to realize mm, we don't really love the results it's going to be harder potentially for you to build up that emergency fund it's critically important and then the second the skill yeah in mm -hmm. discipline of budgeting the skill and discipline of budgeting is you might by the time you get in your 30s especially mid 30s and i've had this conversation with clients they feel like aren't we done with this now you know, I, I got out of college. I got my first job. I figured out how to how to budget and everything. And wait a second. I'm, you know, 10 years into my career and you're telling me I still got a budget. Yeah. Wait until we're talking about this at 60. Right. It's, yeah. That is a skill and a discipline to help you make sure that your expenses don't outpace your income and that you live intentionally with your finances so that you are able to achieve your today goals, appetite and lifestyle with tomorrow's goals, retirement, helping kids with college, buy a certain house, have financial freedom, those sorts of things. Yeah, and in your 30s, you're starting to kind of realize the, the law of the harvest and a, a micro sense, like you are, you are reaping the fruit that you sowed in your 20s. Mm -hmm. So if you decided, if you got married and you said, hey, we wanna be, um, my wife and I, when we got married, we said, hey, look, we're gonna, when, when we have children, 
Lori's going to stay home and um, with the children, and so let's try to live on one income. Well, when we got to our 30s, because we'd been practicing that for seven years, we actually were kind of ready to do that. Yeah. Now, there were still the, – the, the dilemma is going to be there will still be some probably some meaningful career demands. So this is where you say, if I have pressure for my career and I have, pre- I have family pressure, how much m- more pressure in different areas of your life do you want to, to deal with? And I would say, don't, don't let financial pressure be one of those. Mm-hmm. I, I, we started working with uh, some folks, and um, they're in their early 60s and just retiring, and they had their budget they had their delayed spending accounts funded for the yeah. new cars and everything else and their emergency fund. And so it's so awesome, awesome if you start it in your 30s. That's right. I mean, mm-hmm. that you ha- <clears throat> there's no coincidence that you're having a discussion with someone about retiring in their early 60s, you know, being confident about that because they had those disciplines. That's, that's what they're able to reap because they've sowed those habits. There's a lot more with present financial position in your 30s, but then protection planning, tax planning. What are the other big, most important financial advice you need to heed when you're in your 30s? We're hitting that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group the most important financial advice you need to hear, receive, and apply when you're in your 30s. We're helping with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast wherever you listen. Go check it out. Search the Wise Money Show. And while you're there, subscribe to it or follow us, whatever you do on that platform. And then rate the program as well. We appreciate it. It helps give us feedback, and we take that serious and want to improve the content we're delivering to you. So thank you very much. All right, we're running around the circle at the the circle, six areas of financial planning. Present financial positions where we're starting in your in your 30s. We've said you've got to have an emergency fund, you've got to have be budgeting, you've got to have consider living on one income. Right now in your 30s is oftentimes you're settling down in your career. So Kevin mentioned there's going to be a significant sacrifice that likely you're making and pressure you're making to build your career and help grow your income, your earning capital. Um, Talked about potentially having kids. When you have kids, we've done lots of content on this before. When you have kids, it typically means as soon as it's like, okay, we're having kids, it's three budgets. You need to build three budgets. The budget from right now until you have the baby, the budget from maternity, likely you've got more expenses but less income during those three months. And then the the now we've got a baby budget. The one after, okay, well, now you know income is different and we've got more expenses. We've got childcare expenses, blah, blah, blah. Three budgets. Um, I would also add, really quickly in your 30s, if you're still in that settle down mode, very challenging time to buy two significant assets, and that's a house and a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Very challenging. And so be very, very careful to not overextend yourself and try to play the compare game. It's it's possible this generation right now, you know, Kevin made a comment. I I remember when I bought my starter home, it was not a starter home. We were blessed. It was a small house. But it's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And that's so different than the generation prior. We might be going back. Mm-hmm. Your first house is likely not going to be at the same standard that the home was that you lived in growing up. That's right. And there was a season when that sort of was happening. And it's 
I don't think it can anymore based on housing affordability. All of that means you've got to work with your CFP, build out a game plan to uh, manage these conflicting priorities. Conflicting priorities, but then also managing and hopefully creating for yourself margin in your financial life. You know, when when you uh, first started your career, you may have had some margin and it went to fun things, you know, just enjoying having some money for a change in, in life. And now as you're starting a family and, you know, kids come along, the risk is, is first of all, that margin starts getting squeezed, yep. but it becomes even more important because there are more financial priorities you're trying to achieve with that margin. And and so it really does go back. If, if we were going to um, put the exclamation point on at least one of the disciplines in your present financial life. It is the discipline of managing your cash flow. It's yep. building that budget and finding margin um, because time is flying by and you will see it more in watching your kids grow up than you even realize in in the mirror. That's right. right. Uh, yeah, well, go ahead. Well, I, so I just think in my 30s, if we're still on present financial position, we've already hit this right, right out of budget. But ha, write, a, write a list of your goals. What am I trying to achieve financially? And then I wouldn't leave it there. I would look at all the other areas of my life. And I would look at the needs and I would make a needs and wants list, just a T-chart. Needs on this side, wants on this side. Because if I don't have enough money to do what I want to do, I either have an income problem or an expense problem. Mm -hmm. And so there, there is some self-coaching that you can do, and I would, I would get really serious about self-coaching. Most people aren't able to self-coach very effectively, and so they can go and they can go to a, a financial peace university or this or that or the other thing, and I've had lots of folks come in and say, hey, I'm, I'm a big Dave Ramsey fan. I totally believe in all of his principles and everything else. I'm like, sweet, so you have a budget. And they're like, well, well not really. No. I'm like, how can you be <laughs> yeah. a Dave Ramsey fan and and not have a budget? I just like him like watching him yell at people. Uh, right, that's right. what I enjoy. So 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 Crates said the unexamined life is not worth living. Mm. And it makes me think of Jordan Peterson's self-authoring program as well, yeah. right? Which is, I just as I've brought it up several times on the show. I still haven't done it, but I I think that's a way to live intentionally. And setting that foundation and getting that right in your 20s or your 30s, but but very but, important. But continue to live and examine life, yeah, and and to have self awareness, and then and and then figure out if I have an income or expense problem, how do I deal with it? Yeah, I was still in my 30s, uh, packing my lunch. Yeah. And um, I, I get teased about the lunches that I have every day yeah. <laughs> at the KFG office. So, and I'll take it. Yogurt and almonds, is it? Oatmeal. It's oatmeal. oatmeal. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, <laughs> protection planning is the next area in your overall financial life, guys. We're going to hit this really quick. Uh, health insurance is probably on autopilot based on, I mean, if you've got an employer-sponsored plan. If you don't, then you need to work with a, a, a uh, health expert to get on the right Affordable Care Act plan, something like that. For like, sure. For sure. Health insurance, when you're having a baby, yes, the, it might be time to say, okay, we've been on her insurance up to this point or his insurance up to this point. Who has the best insurance with maternity coverage and whatnot? So mm -hmm. that, that yeah. could be thousands of dollars of difference. Life insurance was the first one that I thought of though. Sure. 
it, it comes up more often than disability is probably the next one on your list, I'm assuming. It, it is. But the point I would make with life insurance is you go back to our, our uh, friend Dave Ramsey. He's going to tell you in your 30s, get a 20-year term policy. No. No way. Nope. There's no way. There's no way. In your 30s is typically when you're looking at getting a 30-year policy that can extend pretty close to when you're hoping to retire. Mm-hmm. And so work with a certified financial planner. Make sure that you know the right amount and the right type of of insurance that's a needs analysis approach that'll help get you there yeah you know hopefully in your 20s when you were thinking about life insurance hopefully it was on your radar for for starters here but uh, when when you were your needs were different your outlook for the future was different and you may have gotten enough life insurance to say okay I, i have something in place now but if you've started a family you're married now and there are other lives dependent upon you because maybe you're a breadwinner in in the family if you passed away prematurely what kind of financial hit does that cause to to the family it's different today and making sure that there's enough money to get those kids launched from the nest and make sure that your spouse is in a position that they can maintain the family's needs uh, until those kids are are launched and still have a bright future ahead. Yeah. So so the life insurance need may go up and so you may even be revisiting some of your insurance. But um, a- as I said, hopefully you've already got a base in place because who knows what's happened with your health right. over the past couple decades. And, and it's possible you might not replace that base you already have. You'll just add on top of it calling right. a laddered life insurance strategy. So um, disability, you mentioned, Josh. I mean, that's the thing. You, in your 30s, you've got so much earning potential for the rest of your career. And you've already mentioned, Josh, several times that you've got other people relying on that. Well, what if you all of a sudden are unable to to work and earn that income? What if you have an accident, a, a car accident, and, and you're unable to, to, to work? So that's where I would also dovetail that into. In your 30s, probably for the first time, you've got to learn how that home and auto insurance works and make sure that you're making a good decision. In your 20s, it still feels new, and it's like, okay, I guess I'll just you know, get what mom and dad had or whatever. But in your 30s, it's time to take more responsibility and be more proactive about what, what do these coverage limits mean? Are they appropriate for your situation? And what would they cover, especially if you're a young professional and, and have high earning power, high earning potential, that sort of stuff. So, so protection planning, a key area of your financial life in your 30s, even at that young age. Tax planning next and retirement, or excuse me, investment planning, two very important areas to focus on, especially right now. We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. When you're in your 30s, taxes are pretty much on autopilot, right? Absolutely, absolutely not. There's some, especially with some recent law changes, there's some big things you need to be aware of and decide on, plan for within the area tax plan. We're hitting that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and all of our social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. We are hitting our series on most important or best financial advice you need to hear when you're in certain decades of your life, we're hitting, we started at the older uh, ages, stages, and we're heading younger. So this is the 30s. Next week, we're wrapping up the series talking about most important financial decisions in your 20s. Within tax planning, you think, well, geez, I'm just starting my career. Everything's easy. 
kids represent a very unique tax situation. I'm just going to say that because it changes all the time. Um, so kids and retirement contribution to, or tax shelter decisions, those to me are the mm-hmm. are the biggies when it comes to tax planning in this stage of life. I, I agree. You know, you, you have to be careful in watching closely your income because as the tax laws are constantly shifting, new rules, new interpretations even at, at times, um, all of a sudden there's new th- income thresholds that you have to be watching. And if you're not careful and, uh, you know, in your 30s, your income is growing, maybe you're really thriving in your career and and earning more and more and you've got kids and you may be um, phasing yourself right out of some of the tax goodies that are on the table if you're not careful. And uh, I'm glad that you're kind of matching together things like retirement contributions as well, because this is one of the levers that you can pull as you're in your 30s, thinking long term for retirement. You maybe have a 401k or another retirement plan at work. Um, and, And often the question is, should I be using the traditional plan where I save myself some tax money by contributing to this thing in the year that I contribute, or should I use the Roth, relatively new uh, in in the retirement space compared to the other? And uh, this one says I I'm gonna pay my tax now and let this money grow tax free forever in the future. So in other words, do I want to benefit from a tax perspective today or out there in the future when I'm in retirement? And that is a very very important financial decision, and. Um, not just thinking long term, but even just this calendar year, it could make the difference between you getting some of those mm-hmm. uh, those child tax credits or not. And yet, at the same time, when you have when you just look at that, well, should I contribute pre tax or Roth? You've that's an individual decision. It's based on just you. You can't look at what your neighbor did or your your sibling did, whatever. You've got to look at your situation, and you typically need to look at it every single year to make sure you're doing, you know, you're you're taking account any changes that have occurred. Mm-hmm. But without, like, short of that, since I don't know that about your situation, when you're young, advantage Roth. Yep. When you're, uh, is it young or or lower income? That's the second one. When Both. your income yeah. potentially could be higher in the future, advantage Roth, and when the markets down mm-hmm. advantage Roth. And in when you're in your thirties, thanks to the Fed, <laughs> you might you might have all three of those happening right now. But you gotta look at your overall tax situation with your CFP and see, well, but if you switch to Roth, will you be giving up some tax credits that therefore wouldn't be a wise thing to do. So um Yeah, yeah and, and I would say the key thing is to understand what the levers are. Because you can manipulate your taxable income using these various tools, these funding tools. And some of these funding tools, like the HSA, if you're having babies and you have a ton of medical expenses, you probably have a spending HSA versus a savings HSA. Mm-hmm. So you, there's, there are all kinds of things that you want to be figuring out there. But in order to take advantage of them, you have to have that margin in your life that we were talking about in the in the first segment, right? Mm-hmm. You, you have to have enough control over where cash is going that you give yourself options to direct money this way or that way. Yeah. And uh, so I, this is just an example. We, we say this all the time, that financial planning is an integrated endeavor, right? You can't just focus on your tax picture and ignore the rest of your life. Uh, often the solutions are found in other areas of your financial picture when you're trying to solve a tax problem. Isn't it? I, it when you're in your 30s right now, you got to consider a Roth conversion. 
I'm just going to throw that out there. And just like you talked about, Josh, how you can't look at each area of your financial life independently. This is why you need one plan. This is why you need a CFP that's doing comprehensive financial planning because that's at odds with your tax goal. Mm-hmm. Completely is. And it might be at odds with your budget. <laughs> because if you do a Roth conversion, that's taxable. Moving pre-tax money to a Roth, that's taxable. Well, how do you come up with the tax? Uh, I'll just withhold it. Well, that means money came out of your IRA and the money that went to the federal government didn't land in your Roth. That means that money is penalized as well. Mm-hmm. I-, I would want to avoid that if possible. Well, what if you couldn't avoid it? Should you still consider a Roth conversion? Ah, possibly. Let's see how deep this thing goes. Depends on your overall financial situation. You can't look at your financial life in isolation. You've got to look creatively with a guide at all six areas of your financial life to see what opportunities exist and where do you go with this. So Mm -hmm. uh, let's go right into investment planning then. That's the fourth area of everyone's financial life, your financial life. In in your 30s, let me start by just saying take the right level of risk. Our concern, and we saw this a lot after 2008, 2009, is newer folks who were never had never experienced investing before. All they heard was the economy's bad, markets down, stock market crash. I'm not doing that. And so they started their investing and saving career putting it in low risk. At the exact worst time, one of mm-hmm. the best buying opportunities possibly uh, you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. especially when you look back on what the market's done since then. Don't let this time spook you. When you're in your 30s, make sure you're taking the appropriate level of risk because you're not going to touch this money for 30, maybe 40 years. I, I agree completely. I, I think you also have to be careful to not get too creative in your investment approach as well. Uh-huh. Um, you, you know, right now, what is a major theme amongst uh, folks in their 20s and 30s when it comes to the investment world? It's crypto, Right. And they may or may not fully understand it, may or may not fully even understand the technology that's behind it, but they're getting, unfortunately, a glimpse into volatility. We're seeing a glimpse into volatility in the stock market and the bond market as well. And so, you know, if just be careful, I guess, if, if the only environment you've ever experienced is a climbing environment, a bull market, um, it, it's time to be educating yourself on the behavior of investments on the upside and the downside, especially because it can tug at your own emotions. And those emotions can drive your behaviors, and unfortunately, it rarely drives them in the right direction. Uh, one of my favorites that we've gone through over the past two couple of years is these you know, TikTok financial <laughs> folks. And there's a couple where the guy is okay, I, I quit my job because I'm you know just investing. And let me tell you my strategy. I, I watch a stock, and when it starts going up, I buy it. And then after it's gone up for a little bit, I sell it. That's what I do. You might be able to do that too. Take care. Like <laughs> it was like okay, uh, that's not really how investing works, bud. But it will work in a season in a very in a small microcosm in a vacuum. Sure, yep, that's it's as easy as that. But it's not right. That's trading. So I right. would make the distinction between trading and investing. And in your 30s, you want to have a great foundation of investing. Mm-hmm. Like if you have extra money that you don't really want, then I would consider <laughs> digital assets. 
right? Look at, look into cryptocurrency and and try to understand it. There's you know the, the the fourth level of the internet is out there, and so there are all these things that you should be understanding. But I would get you're in your 30s now. Get away from fear of missing out. Get away from playing the comparison game. There's all these things that you should be graduating from. Thankfully, tortoise and the hare. Tortoise wins every time. So do that consistent right thing with saving for an, into your investments into a disciplined, long-term, prudent strategy. All right, we've got more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name's Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. If you've missed anything, good news, every episode of The Wise Money Show, as well as a lot of other content on the YouTube channel, go to YouTube, search The Wise Money Show, subscribe to it there, and turn on notifications so you're made aware. Because every single Saturday, we drop this episode, but all throughout the work week, we're sharing next right step videos, uh, keeping you up to date on what's going on with market volatility, how to invest when there's uh, market volatility, talking about inflation, talking about planning principles, creative financial planning strategies. So make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications, and like the content on the Wise Money YouTube channel. Okay, guys, rounding the bend here on the six areas of your financial life, the most important financial decisions you need to make when you're in your 30s. We've hit the first four areas. Fifth area is retirement planning. Do you even worry about that when you're in your 30s? Kevin, you made a comment earlier. It looks like you're doing some research right now, but um, about when you're making financial decisions in your 30s, think about how these decisions would impact the 65-year-old you. Yeah, well, I I would be thinking about having a conversation with the 65-year-old version of me, and what would that 65-year-old be saying? And for a lot of folks, that 65-year-old is sitting there saying, look, I, I just had a health event. Listen, I'm trying to take care of my parents. Listen, I'm trying to take care of um, one of you children who <laughs> moved in back into yeah. my basement with my grandchildren. I need more money. Like, don't use all the money. I, I, I need it at 65. I need more flexibility, actually, is what I'm hearing. I need more flexibility because I... I've got to react and respond and I'm responsible for certain things and I need to be able to adapt and and flex. And if I didn't start early, then I'm not as nimble. If I didn't prepare ahead of time, I'm not as nimble when I need to be. I think, and I, I would say choices. I, I need the freedom to make choices that I want to make I'm at, at 65. Mm-hmm. And those those seeds, again, the law of the harvest, those seeds are sown in your 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. Especially if if the life circumstances that are being presented to you in your 60s are crummy ones. You know, the health concerns, the mm-hmm. family needs, uh, maybe a, a change in your industry, and you've got to decide whether or not you retire early. You, you want to put yourself in a position where you can make awesome choices, ideal choices, even when the world around you is, it, it feels like it's stacked against you potentially. Yeah. So I think, to me, if you said, what is success in your 30s, I, I would say success in your 30s is the same as success overall from, from zero to 90, which is balance. Mm-hmm. 
So you are not going to, you may be realizing, hey, at the rate that I'm going, I'm not going to fully fund my retirement plan. I went online and did an online calculator. Mike's a huge fan of those. And, I, and I've realized, hey, I, I'm not going to be able to retire at the, at the level that I need to. So this is what I would encourage you to do. Just rock steady and continue to have the right habits and let, let things happen because over time, if you have the right habits, you will have opportunities and you'll either change your goals because this is the thing that you might not understand in your 30s. In, um, well, at any age, is your financial goals change. Inevitably, your financial goals change mm-hmm. as life changes. So mm-hmm. I would say, well, just just relax. It's going to be okay. Do what you need to do. Absolutely make sure your priorities are correct and take care of those. Don't sacrifice your family for the idea of financial independence. Don't do it. It'll never, ever be worth it. I was walking with Coach McKiernan on our soccer field last night. And he said, man, I remember when you we were talking and you said, these kids are going to be gone before you know it. And you know what? Our kids are gone. Mm-hmm. The soccer fields, it's just grass now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 it just, just go watch the movie uh, uh, Dead Poets Society if you want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, we're all grass, right? Mm-hmm. It just... Yeah. From, from a retirement standpoint, when you're in your 30s, start saving 15%. Why is that the perfect number? Should I do 16? Could I get away with 14? I don't know. Do 15. Okay. Just start there. Start there. Um, towards retirement. I would I, I, advantage Roth. Okay. I'm not, we're not saying you've got to do Roth, but advantage Roth. Um, second thing is manage your budget. Wait, I thought you already talked about that in present financial position. No, I know. Guys, when you're doing retirement planning for someone, when you're when they're in that retirement red zone, that last few years before retirement, and then a bear market hits or a, a big financial change and they need to retire early, whatever, the ones that have great I'm not, control or management of their cash flow, those are the ones, right, that mm-hmm. you're easily able to say, yeah, you can adapt. You're ready because you've done such a great job managing your appetite and your spending, right? Uh, absolutely. And those are the folks who have a lifetime together, uh, an entire marriage full of always living within their means one way or another. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're living within their means when the income is just pouring in and they adapt and they can live within their means even when things get tight. Uh, a, a friend who uh, I'm, I'm, I know he's listening because he's a big fan of the Wise Money Show. I met with him and his wife recently and uh, she'd been teetering on when she was going to be done, all that sort of stuff. And she recently had someone at her office come into her office and just threw up all over her desk. Just, just. Could you imagine? Literally, you're, yeah, I, literally. Li- your, your work, you're right. It all, it's happened figuratively <laughs> lots of times, yeah. pretty much on the day. I was uh, going to say, is she an HR but, professional but, or but, what does no, that No, she works. She works in medical field, and so this isn't totally out of the question. Yet that'll ruin your day, ruin your week, and it, it's it. So, um, but here's the deal: we've had a tough market, all sorts of, and it's um, can she retire? Can can we retire? And we we've been doing financial planning for years now, but one of the key components that that uh, key factors is guys, you've done a great job managing your expenses all these years and knowing your budget. 
honestly, you could turn on Social Security today and that'd pretty much cover all your expenses Mm -hmm. because you've done such a great job budgeting. So yes, in your 30s, you want to get ready for retirement, start saving 15%, budget like crazy, build that skill, maybe live on one income and make sure you're funding your investments and investing them at the right risk level so that when you're in your 60s or 62, 63, you don't need to throw a Hail Mary and let's hope the market does really well so I can get over the hump here. You can take that risk early and this might be a fabulous, a, a, a generational buying opportunity for you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, in your 30s, I mean, you're talking about the people in, in their 60s that are hoping the market will maintain or, or increase. In your 30s, you're hoping the market will go down. And it doesn't feel like that, yeah. but you, if you like buying stuff on sale, you're hoping the market will go down. Man, I just had that conversation with someone in their 30s earlier this week. And um, I, actually, part of that conversation, maybe I would, I would agree with almost everything you said, Mike, except for the just go save 15%. Because the, the example that I just had this week was someone who had not been doing 15% all uh, along, yeah. and they actually need to play some catch-up. And that was the fundamental question that they wanted to talk about in their meeting. Just like the 60-year-old, can I retire? The 30-something is saying, am I on pace to be able to retire? Yeah. Which is a wonderful question to be asking. And ultimately, they recognized in prior meetings, because we do comprehensive financial planning, we have a real retirement projection that we look at on a regular basis. And uh, we, we realized, hey, you need to be saving more than 15%. So, so what'd you tell them, 15 and a half? Yeah. <laughs> they're, up, they're doing 20. Good. And Fantastic. it's it's a strain. It's taken some adjustment and so on. But um, the, the other piece, you know, the, the part of the pep talk, in addition to, hey, be ready for a downturn and mm-hmm. take advantage of a downturn when you're in your 30s, because mm-hmm. it's a great buying opportunity. I also was trying to encourage them, take care of yourself in your 30s. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people will sacrifice their own health in their 30s. Uh, Kevin gave the warning about sacrificing time and relationship with kids in your 30s. Um, some people will get themselves burned out on their work in their 30s. And, uh, you know, some of the work that Tim Ferriss has done kind of opens your eyes, too, about the idea of having balance and not waiting until your 60s to enjoy or or to take advantage of that recoup time, that replenishment time, uh, time away from the office. Build that into your normal rhythm so that you can maybe go a little bit longer. And I, I've been telling more and more 30-somethings that you need to be at least mentally prepared, physically prepared, professionally prepared to potentially work longer than your parents did. Can I add one last thing before we hit estate planning? I, You've got to save 15%. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, no. The thing, the thing that I would reiterate is, Josh, I didn't know you were going to say that, but it's, it's what you last said. Social Security is going to change for you if you're in your 30s. You don't, you don't know how. And you actually, the only control you have is with your votes, and that probably isn't going to, they're not really going to decide that either. So it's going to change, likely, okay? So um, you might be, wor- it, typically, the American dream, the way I see it, is in a way, yeah, you can go out and be whoever you want to be. Yes, sure. But typically, it's each generation has it better than the previous generation. That's, my, that's the Mike Bernard version of American dream. With retirement, so many people look at their financial goals and think, same thing. I saw my parents retire at 65. I'll be able to retire at 60. I saw my parents retire at 62. I'll be able to retire at 55. I think I can retire at 50. With financial planning, with finances, 
It's not that way. Your standard of living should be better. But doesn't mean you'll just automatically, the system's set up for you to retire early. Actually, guys, the system, because you're you're living longer, you're healthier, those sorts of things, the system is automatically set up that you're going to have to work a little bit longer than your parents. Truly, that's how this works. So have the right expectations. Estate planning. When you're in your 30s, if you're starting that family getting married, this might be the first time that you need that basic estate plan and say, oh, well, I guess I'll get a will online. No, nah, it's going to, you need more than that. You need more than that. And you're going to need a guide to make sure a, a will with testamentary, you know, language in there might be the most important advice you need to hear right now, depending on your circumstance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you're referring to is uh, it's the will. That's the document that you get to craft with an attorney and sign and basically go on record as saying, these are my wishes after I'm gone. What happens to the money I'm leaving behind and who's going to take care of the kids? And if you, if you leave those decisions up to somebody else, namely the state, uh, it, I don't know, you're, you're leaving your family at risk yeah. ultimately. So, so don't leave this piece of your financial plan um, incomplete or, or lacking. And it's not just a will. It's a full basic estate plan, but it's uh, a living will. It's medical directives, powers of attorney, that sort of stuff. In your 30s, do you have the perspective where you, you can determine whether you need a trust or not? Possibly work with the CFP to see if you actually need a revocable living trust or not. Uh, I wouldn't just blindly go to an attorney and say, this is what I need. Have that diagnosed. And then also as you're accumulating assets, that's part of the the your financial priorities in your 30s, make sure you've got the right ownership structure and beneficiary structure. So work with your CFP, even in your 30s, to make wise financial decisions. That's all the time we have for today. I'm going to have Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. I mean, here's the thing. You, you talk about suing the Fed. Like people can't even afford to put baby formula in their gas tank anymore. <laughs> I mean, it is it is so awful. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.